Today, you are listening to Think Again Christian, where pop culture and Christian traditions collide with biblical truth. Sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, pastor of Ravensdale Bible Church and superintendent of Rainier Christian Schools, Tony Jamie. Rethinking and re-examining concepts, ideas, traditions, and challenging your beliefs from American pop culture and your Christian denominational circles. How? Well, by the renewing of your mind through God's Word and open radio conversation. Well, several years ago, my, my dad taught me the, the value of, of hard work. Now, he, he was an uneducated man, and by that I mean, you know, he, he didn't go to college. Instead, he went to the, the school of hard knocks, as it were. And he, he started working while he was still a teenager at a company. When, and he moved up, and he earned his way up the quote-unquote corporate ladder. And by the time he was uh, near the end of his time there, he was managing three of the, of the five warehouses for the, for the company. And his work ethic then transformed uh, and, and transferred to me in the form of baseball. I, I wasn't the, the most physically gifted athlete, but I, I could honestly say that, that nobody uh, put in more, you know, more hours on, on the field or in the batting cage or in the weight room uh, than me amongst, amongst my peers. And in fact, I, uh, I, I took great pride in, in hoping and thinking that, you know, those, those big events would happen like Friday nights or proms. Because I would figure, you know, if somebody else was out having a good time, you know, I'm going to work out even harder. In fact, one of the traditions that you know, me and my son have is uh, on New Year's Eve, when the clock strikes 12, we start hitting. And that's because we start the new year working hard in the batting cage when everybody else is out partying and having fun, my son's working. Now, I've used the work harder, work longer, never give up attitude my entire life. And it served me well. One of, one of the highlights of my life was, was running a, a baseball card business with, with my dad. When I, was, when I was 16, we started. Now, once again, my, my dad proved to, to be a, a better worker or a harder worker than our competition. He, he, he studied baseball players like you would in the stock market and like you would study businesses he would study players and study them when they were in college and and so when these young you know baseball prospects came up and were rookies my dad already knew who they were and probably we had already been buying their baseball cards for pennies on the dollar uh, he he knew baseball card trends he knew the the type of players that that would uh, increase in value he knew that that New York Yankees players were more valuable than any other players. And, and we spent hours going to garage sales, swap meets, and even other baseball card shops and, and conventions looking for deals and steals so that, so that we could ultimately buy low uh, and, and sell, not high, but, but sell quick at a fair and profitable margin. That was really the key to my, my dad's success is, we didn't wait until it maxed out. We, we had purchased all those cards at such a low price that, that we could sell them for under the market and, and, and dump them. Now, for a kid, I, you know, I spent many long uh, weekends 
at the baseball card show, standing on my feet, wheeling and dealing with with dad and with other adults, or my dad would go to the convention and leave me alone at, at the shop. And it, it was hard work for, you know, a young man and not only just the, you know, kind of the, the standing, but the, the intellectual work and, you know, mentally, like, like I said, I mean, I was negotiating and, and making deals w- w- with adults and my dad taught me business. He never sat me down and said, son, this is how you buy low and sell high. Son, this is the law of supply and demand. Son, this is how you negotiate. He just did it and showed me. And then kind of like the, the fish, he just sent me out. Go, go fish. And just it's time of my life. And, and I loved it. And it really took me years to realize when I was actually in business and when I was doing marketing and consulting to realize how brilliant my dad was and how much he had actually trained me. And I've always wanted to do something like that with, with my children and teach them how to how to work, work like my dad. But I never really had that, that, that same chance. And, you know, until we kind of started homeschooling and as part of our curriculum, I, I wanted to, to include work. But, but I really, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know how and, until I discovered hard work you. You know, kind of the university of hard work. Now, there's an amazing college in, in Missouri called the College of the Ozarks. And, and its nickname is Hard Work U. And outside of the U.S. military academies, it's the most difficult college to be accepted. Why? Well, because of its unique pillars, its unique distinct distinctives. It's, it's a Christian college. Uh, it's very, very patriotic, and they have this view of of working hard. In fact, um, they have a more interesting financial package. It's free. That's right, moms and dads. This school's free, which is another reason why it's really difficult to get into because a lot of people apply. Well, not exactly free. Uh, instead of mommy and daddy paying uh, the way for little Johnny and each, you know, each student then is required, get this, to earn their degree. They get an opportunity to earn their degree. One of their pillars is they don't believe in debt. They don't believe in college debt. And so they want the, the students to go to school, work their way through school and come out debt free. How? Well, by working for the school. The school is, you know, has a you know, huge campus. They have orchards, which they, you know, produce their, their own fruits. And they take these fruits and they jam up the fruits and then they sell the fruits. They have, they have a business. You know, look out smuckers, right? Uh, they have a huge animal husbandry, you know, vet clinic going on there. They, they have a four-star hotel. It's right there, right by Branson, Missouri. Some of you may have be familiar with that place. And so they have their own four-star hotel. So all the services that you would think that occur at a hotel, uh, the students have an opportunity to, to work and serve there. They have a huge campus and lots and lots of landscaping opportunities and all the typical jobs that you see at a, at a college campus. Well, a few months after discovering Hard Work U, I found a, a a great book written by two teenage boys, and it and the name of this book was called "Do Hard Things." And the the Harris brothers they they wrote uh, this book about resisting the 
you know, the, the current culture, which, which babies teen teenagers and, and it pointed to the, the kind of the unlimited potential that, that kids do have. Yes, there's obstacles. Yes, there's difficulties. Uh, but there's amazing things that, that children can do. And we admire and love those stories when, when young people do them. But how, how come we don't talk about them more? And so in their book, they, they combat the idea of adolescence as, as just this, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade vacation. Uh, the, 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 the two young authors, you know, used their, their biblical insights uh, they looked at history and they looked at more modern examples of, of hardworking teens and how that's a good thing. It's a great thing to be a hardworking teen. Well, the, the amazing things about, about these books is, is that, you know, I, I had an opportunity to take, you know, the, the kind of the, the, the meat of them and, and combine them and combine some of my own uh, views. And so, you know, through homeschooling, I, I, I created my own program. Now I, I don't name it this to steal their thunder. I name it, I, I named it this to, to give them credit. And so I, I call it do hard things. You do hard things. You. And so the idea was to create a, a home-based curriculum, a home-based curriculum for either, you know, a homeschooling family or just, you know, something you do with your kids. The idea that you want to train your children to do hard things and, you know, like it's a university, it's, this is serious and, and there's a, you know, graduation at the end. One of the life lessons I've learned is that the, the path isn't against you. You know, we, we think everything's against us. The path isn't against you. It's just the path. The path isn't against you. It's just the path. Sometimes the path is hard. It's a grind. And one of the things I love about youth sports and kids doing music and dance is that, is that these organizations demand hard work and, and discipline from young people. And since we left the farm and kids don't have paper routes like Les Schwab, we, you know, we've almost eliminated the opportunity for good, honest, hard work for our kids. And schools keep our kids you know, in classroom all day long, and then they give them homework all night long. And so, you know, when's a kid supposed to mow the lawn? Mow the lawn and, you know, flunk your history test. I'm very concerned that our, that our own Christian Puritan work ethic that used to honor and glorify God is, is, is no longer true. Where's the pride? Where, where's the ethic? Organizations like the Boys and Girl Scouts are, are barely surviving anymore. Why? It's just too hard. And, and kids would rather stay inside the house and play video games than, than do all the hard work that's required to earn the, the merit badges. One of my favorite speakers is, is a man named Eric Thomas who, who has a YouTube video called Sleep is for Broke People. Right? Sleep is for Broke People. And in his speech, he addresses young people because they're, they're too lazy. They're too lazy to do well in school. And that's who he's speaking to in this video. And his point is that the hardworking people become successful because they're hardworking. And those who aren't successful are unsuccessful because they're probably sleeping. They're, they're not doing anything. And so the idea is sleep then is for broke people. And one of the things I, I miss about working in Los Angeles and on Ventura Boulevard is, is, you know, 
you know, I used to do marketing and advertising. I used to work with small business owners and I used to love seeing my, my, my friends from other countries. My friends from other countries didn't, you know, they didn't realize that their kid was supposed to go to school during the day. You know what they thought? They thought their kid was supposed to be at work, learning how to work, learning the business. And so instead of graduation, instead of getting, you know, some silly gift to Disneyland, you know what they got? They got a business. Dad bought them a dry cleaning shop or made them the manager of a, of a pizza store. And, and it was great to watch. And so, you know, many of my, my customers were actually young business owners. And so when we come back, we'll take a closer look at Do Hard Things You. Since their small beginnings in 1963, the Ministry of Rainier Christian Schools has been dedicated to educating and developing each of their students for the glory of God. And it's more than just a school. Rainier Christian Schools is actually an entire school district, with three schools serving the areas of Kent, Auburn, Covington, Renton, and Maple Valley. The Christ-centered environment weaves God's truth through everything they do, from top-notch academics all the way through their competitive sports programs. Learn more at RainierCSD.org or call 425-255-7273. That's 425-255-7273. Contact Rainier Christian Schools today. Welcome back. You're listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, Tony Jamie. Today we're talking about Do Hard Things You, Do Hard Things University, that I hope all children, teens, get a chance to attend. It's not an official place. Um, Hopefully someday I'll be able to create the curriculum for that. But for now, it's just something that you're going to have to do on your own. We've, We've become soft in America. In our time of affluence, we've, we've gotten lazy with our, our children. Remember that old uh, uh, American, you know, drive, and, and this is what made our country so great as people from other countries wanted the American dream. And the American dream was that if I had an opportunity to work hard, to work harder than, than the guy next to me, then I would have an opportunity to, to do well for my family. And that's all I wanted. The only thing that, that you know, the Italians, the only thing that, that, that the Irish, the only thing that the Chinese, the only thing that these people wanted was the opportunity to be successful. And you know where you did that? You went to America and you worked hard. It wasn't easy. Nobody was going to give you the business. Nobody was going to give you your land out there in the Great Plains. You'd have, you might have to physically fight for it. You might, you might die. Read Laura Ingalls Wilder. There, the, there was sweat. There was toil. There were, were blisters on the hand because of hard work. Hard work is good. And so we want to talk about doing hard things for for our teens. And how do we do that? Well, one of the things we would want to ask is, I mean, why do we work? I mean, what's the point of work? To become wealthy? Well, I'm not against making money and I'm not against making a lot of money, but let's just be honest. Uh, The point isn't to become wealthy because most of us are not going to be wealthy. So by definition, most 
companies, most organizations that have 100, 200 employees, it's like five people make money. The other, you know, 195 don't. And so that's, you know, it's probably not going to be for wealth. Well, we work hard to, to glorify God, to, to provide provision for our families. And the Bible's not, not silent on this matter. I mean, you know, First Timothy 5, 8 says that, that a man who doesn't provide for his family, he's worse than an unbeliever. That doesn't mean that people who aren't rich are, are cursed and, and like unbelievers. It, it, it just means that people who don't work, people who refuse to work, who can work, uh, they're, they're like unbelievers. It's, it's dishonorable. And so we're, we're called to be workers. Proverbs 6, 6 calls us to, to work diligently like the mighty ant, right? We're, we're supposed to, you know, work hard, you know, uh, all summer long, you know, work, 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 store, store, store. Why? Because winter's coming. And if you haven't worked all summer when everybody else is playing, going to the beach, when the ants are, you know, hanging out at the lake, um, you're going to die. Your family's going to die. And so that's the illustration given to us in Proverbs 6. Just read Proverbs 31 and, 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 and look at the, the, the Proverbs mom. I mean, she's a workhorse. You know, I, I, I tell women all the time, you understand, this isn't, this isn't a biblical mandate in the sense that if you don't do all these things and you're, you know, you're not a godly woman. I mean, this woman is superwoman. I mean, she's a worker. She's a worker. She's an investor. She brings home the bacon and fries it in a pan, right? Well, the Bible clearly indicates that, that life will and should be filled with work. So, so are we training our children to work? Are we training our children to work hard? Are we training our children how to work? Or are we training them to be lazy? Be lazy, even, even more than being lazy, being lazy mentally towards work. That's the, almost the greater sin. And does this honor God? Remember, we're, we're to work as unto the Lord. One of my favorite TV shows is called Dirty Jobs. And, and Dirty Jobs, you know, they, they go around the country and they, and they take you to places like, you know, pig farms or, you know, you know garbage collectors, sewage inspectors, sludge cleaners. Uh, hot, hot tar roofers, chimney sweepers, uh, coal miners, you know, all kinds of really dirty, scummy, grimy uh, vocations, right? Well, well these, these dirty jobs are hard. They're, they're physical. And they also pay well, and they're a good, honest day's work. But they're hard, which is why a lot of people don't want to do them. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, good, good hard work doesn't have to be dirty or dangerous or even disgusting. I mean, as a CEO of Rainier Christian Schools, I mean, I, I spend long hours, lots of weekends pouring over, you know, papers, budgets, reading books, developing curriculum and programs. Um, it's a lot, quote unquote, harder to dig a ditch than read a book, right? But it's still hard work. And so we all have our, our, our different forms and versions of hard work. So don't, don't think it's just about getting dirty. One of the reasons I believe in Christian education is that, that we have an opportunity to, to create a school system that, that actually fosters hard work. I, I love a school and I love our school to be known as do hard things you. Um, just, just, just like my, any 
educational university, we should take pride in the programs that, that we offer and our distinctives. And developing hard workers is, is critical. Developing a good work ethic. Understanding that we don't work for ourselves, that we, we, we work to honor the Lord and our families is, is essential. When I was an athletic director at Rainier Christian Schools, I, I realized that I could actually have a, a, a bigger influence or impact on, on my TAs, not by having them help me do little tasks that I didn't want to do, you know, like take out the trash, but, but I used that time to start, you know, kind of developing my, my do hard things, you philosophy. And, you know, I, I developed a program, you know, we called it man camp, uh, man camp. It was, it was more important to, to, to work on their, their, their character and to, and to kind of challenge them to even have them go do some things without explanation, without showing them how. And you know what? Sometimes they didn't do a very good job. Sometimes they didn't set up the, the, the volleyball net the right way. That's okay. Uh, it, was, it was the process that was important. And I, and I used our time to challenge them intellectually. And, and, and you know, I, I asked them deep questions that they had never been asked before. And sometimes they had to you know, write like a paper to me. Um, a major part of, of kids going to school is the actual learning of the grind of the process of school. Again, the path of education isn't against them. The teachers aren't against them. It's just the path. And the path of basic education takes 13 years. It's going to take 13 years to, to finish high school. Then you've got four more years for your undergraduate. Then you may have, you know, two or four more years to do graduate work or, you know, become a doctor. And, you know, you're, you know, in practice for life, right? And so we, we, we want them to, to understand that, that the process is, is challenging, that the, the process is good. One of my heroes, and I didn't know about him until a couple of years ago, is, is Les Schwab. Les Schwab is a fascinating character. Don't just look at the, at the sign of a tire shop and think, oh, there's some rich fat cat that you know, owns a bunch of tire shops. This man's an American hero. This is a guy who lost his, 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 his parents when he was a teenager and started a paper route to support his family, his brothers and sisters. Get this. By the time he was graduating high school, he was making more than, than his principal. And what he did is he started replicating himself. He had his paper route and he realized, wait, I could have two paper routes, but I can only be in one place at one time. So, you know, I'll go give my buddy a percentage of my business. Well, you know, he, he did that many, many times. And so he had a bunch of kids doing paper routes for him with him. He had a little business and he just took that process of, of profit sharing, which is really one of the interesting models that, that I've seen in business. And, and the Les Schwab model is really, they take in 17 year old kids. They all start in the same place, you know, maybe welcoming you into the shop and they work their way up. They climb the Les Schwab corporate ladder, and by the time they end, you know, they're managers. They're like franchise owners. They have retirement. They have benefits. They provide for their family, and, and I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm not trying to put this down at all, but they just work in an auto repair shop, and they have a great living, and they work hard, and that's what Les set up. So consider the, the pioneers. Consider the, 
the Les Schwabs. And, and, and when I think about things like life, marriage, and raising children, climbing the corporate ladder, starting a business, working through difficult situations, I'm reminded that, that all of that, it's going to be hard. And, and I hope for my children and my community that we're, we're providing ways and opportunities to, to make our, our children tougher, to strengthen them, to do hard things. Don't be shocked by hard things. Be ready for them. Be prepared for them. Be, be trained for that path, that dif- difficult opposition. So before you make it too easy for your kids, before you let them coast, especially right now during the summer for too long, give them some opportunities to do hard things. And think again, Christian. You've been listening to Think Again, Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools and Tony Jamie. Rainier Christian Schools serves preschool through high school with three locations in the Renton, Maple Valley, Covington, Kent, and Auburn areas. For more information about Rainier Christian Schools, www.rainiercsd.org or call 425-255-7273.